Hey, Cornerstone family, it's Thursday, March the 25th, and today I want to bring you a devotional thought from the Old Testament portion of your reading, those of you that are reading through the whole Bible, and those of you that are not, maybe you just pause for just a minute and grab hold of this narrative from Isaiah chapter 6. I want to give just a bit of an introduction before I read the text. Um, It's not uncommon in Scripture, not uncommon even today for us to talk about origin narratives or call narratives. If you're a Marvel superhero fan, uh, every Marvel superhero has a, every, every superhero in general, in fact, has a, a, an origin narrative. Where did they come from? How were they born? How did they get their superpowers? And, uh, that's not new to comic book characters or superheroes, uh, but rather it's just, innate to human nature. When we meet someone, we say, hey, where are you from? Uh, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? What's your story? And and so in the Old Testament, we often see this, especially when it comes to prophets uh, sharing how they were called, how they became a prophet, how they became a, a, an oracle for God's voice. And, and we find Isaiah, one of the more prominent prophets in the Old Testament, we find his call narrative in Isaiah chapter 6. And it's a really really powerful uh, passage of scripture. I want to read it to you. Isaiah chapter six, beginning in verse one. It was in the year that King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a holy throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two wings, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it's all over. I'm doomed, for I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies." Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here am I. Send me. The really, really moving passage of scripture. We can kind of imagine in our mind, minds the, the, the angels flying around the temple. We can imagine the booming voices of the angels that shook the building. Uh, but uh, we can kind of get distracted by all of that imagery if, and, and miss the point. Because the point is this guy, Isaiah, who is one of the most prominent prophets in the Old Testament, one of the most recognizable, even uh, even secular people today. If you begin to quote some of Isaiah's prophecies, if you begin to quote some of the things from Isaiah, the, the book of Isaiah, even people that aren't church people might recognize some of the things that he said, some of the things that have been quoted. If you've been in church for more than a minute, you've uh, you, you've heard he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed. That's Isaiah 53. You, you've heard uh, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. Uh, you've heard these these various things that come from Isaiah's prophecies and teachings. But what I want to point out to you today is that Isaiah didn't feel worthy to do what God ultimately called him to do. In the midst of this almost cosmic 
call narrative, this big scene that's happening in front of him with these angels flying around and the, 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 temple shaking at its foundations and and the the angels singing back and forth the whole earth is full of his glory the first thing that isaiah says is not hey that sounds like a job i could do the first thing that isaiah says is not man i'm your guy the first thing that isaiah says is it's all over i'm doomed I, I I can't do this. I I I've got a filthy mouth. He basically says I, I've got filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. And I've seen how holy God is, and I can't do this. Have you ever had an I can't do this moment? Something that God's asked you to do. Some of you maybe maybe are wrestling with an I can't do this moment over Easter Sunday. Maybe maybe you feel like God's told you to invite your family to church or your neighbor or your coworker, or a classmate, and some of you are having an I can't do this moment. And Isaiah has this I can't do this moment. I, I'm doomed. I, I'm not even going to live. It's all over. I'm a sinful man. And then there's this powerfully symbolic moment when the angel goes and takes a coal from the altar, the altar where they would have burned sacrifices, a, a, a burning coal, and he comes and he touches it to Isaiah's lips. And and we know it's rather symbolic because obviously Isaiah doesn't walk around for the rest of his life with, with a marred face, with a, with, a, with a burned face. But he touches this coal to his lips, and, and symbolically he says, see, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed. Your sin is forgiven. What he's doing is he's connecting Isaiah to the redemptive, forgiving power of God. And that's what Jesus does for all of us, right? We don't have to have a coal from off the altar because we have the cross of Calvary, okay? But Isaiah starts out this moment feeling completely unworthy. And because he's connected with the redemptive power of God's grace, with with the redemptive power and cleansing power of God's goodness and grace and righteousness and holiness, then he's able to respond when the Lord says, who's going to go as a messenger to these people? Who's going to go for us? Who's going to represent us? And Isaiah just simply says, here I am, send me. And so I want to challenge you to turn your I can't do it moment into a here am I, send me moment. When you feel like the Lord's asking you to do something and your first reaction, your first instinct is what Isaiah says, I'm doomed. I can't do it. It's all over. When you feel like that, I want you to learn to lean in to the redemptive power of the cross and turn your I can't do it moment into a here am I, send me moment. That's my challenge for you today. Whatever that I can't do it moment is. Maybe it's to share the gospel with a classmate. Maybe it's to share the gospel with your own family. Maybe it's to invite someone to Easter Sunday. Maybe it's to invite a neighbor family to come and participate in the Easter egg hunt this Sunday on Palm Sunday. I I don't know what that is. Whatever your I can't do it moment is, it's all over moment. I'm doomed moment. Whatever it is, lean into the redemptive power of the cross and turn that moment into a here am I, send me. I can do it. I can do it, not because I'm good enough, not because not because I'm gifted enough. I can do it because I've been touched by Jesus. 
I've been touched by the redemptive power of God, the Lord of heaven's armies, as Isaiah says. I've been touched by him, and that means I can do it. I can go. I can respond. I can share. And so whatever it is that God's calling you to do, whatever it is that God's challenging you to do, you can do it. You can do it. And I want to pray for you today. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for calling Isaiah, a man who felt unworthy, a man who felt unclean in the presence of a holy God. And Jesus, I pray that you would help us to feel those two emotions today. I pray that you would help us to feel how unworthy we are in the presence of a holy God. Remind us how holy God is so that we can remember how unholy we truly are. But don't let us stay there, Jesus. Allow us to encounter the redemptive power of the cross. Allow us to encounter the cleansing the cleansing power of being touched by you so that we can go from saying, I'm unworthy, I can't do it, woe am I, 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 I I'm, I'm finished. We can go from there to where we can say, here I am, send me. And so I say that today, Jesus, here I am, send me, whatever you want me to do, whoever you want me to talk to, whoever you want me to invite, whoever you want me to share with, here I am, send me. And Jesus, I pray that you would help us each to turn our I can't do it moments into here I am, send me moments. Jesus, I pray that you would surround your people with your love, your presence, and your peace. In your precious name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. And then I can't wait to see you this weekend for Palm Sunday weekend. We're closing out our Jonah series and Sunday's our egg hunt after both Sunday morning services. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you then.